Today, we celebrate one of the third most important days in human history. What was the first day? First day was when Jesus was born. The second day was when Jesus resurrected. And the third most important day occurred 50 days after his resurrection, which we celebrate today, the day of Pentecost. The day eternal life for the human soul was guaranteed. The day eternal life for the human soul was guaranteed. Acts 1-1. Acts 1-1. Acts 1-1. They got it? Acts 1-1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them and commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Is that what it says? But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When when they therefore were come together, they asked him of saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Oh, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now, it's interesting that the the disciples asked Jesus about something physical, and he replied with something spiritual. He replied with the promise of the Father. Now he was telling them how the the kingdom of Israel would be restored, but they didn't understand it. Now, in the gospel, there are several promises the Lord makes to those who believe the gospel. However, there is one promise. There is one promise on which all the other promises rest. There is one promise that is the foundation of all the other promises. That promise is the promise of the Father. Now it's interesting to note that God's plan for his people come in the form of a promise. Because a promise is the assurance to someone that something will certainly happen or will be done. A promise is a pledge to give something to someone. A promise causes someone to expect something. So Jesus tells them now that something certainly will happen. He says, wait for the promise of the Father. 
He says, they will be given the promise and he tells them what the promise will be. He says, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And then he tells them when to expect the promise. He says, ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. In other words, not too many days from now when I'm talking to you. So Jesus says they will receive the promise to expect the promise and what the promise will be. The promise will be power. Now, the Greeks call this power dunamis. D-U-N-A-M-I-S, that which gives spiritual ability and strength to the soul. Dunamis, that which gives spiritual ability and strength to the soul. Dunamis enables moral control and excellence of the soul. Now, Jesus knew that living in this world, his people would need some power. He knew that living in this wicked world, his people would need strength to endure the stressful vicissitudes of this life. He knew that they would need power to remain hopeful in this hopeless world. He knew they would need power to do right when it's much easier to do wrong. So he promised to send power and told them how they would receive it. They would be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Baptized comes from the the Greek word baptizo. B-A-P-T-I-Z-O. Baptizo. It means to be fully immersed. Baptizo. To be fully immersed. However, Jesus said they would be fully immersed in the Holy Ghost. They would be born of the water, but they would be fully immersed in the Holy Ghost. And this was according to prophecy. That they would be fully immersed both in water and in the Holy Ghost. And it was also according to the law of regeneration. Titus 3.5. Titus 3.5. Titus 3.5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy he saved us. How Paul? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly. How? Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So he says, sinners are saved by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. This is how a soul is saved. This is the law of regeneration. And this is what Jesus meant when he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's John 3, 3. So this is a law of God. In order to see him in peace, one must be born again. Being born again means a soul has been saved from the judgment that is to come. How? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. We are actually saved by the Holy Ghost. Then in verse 5, Jesus reiterates, John 3, 5, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. So in order to enter the kingdom, a soul must be born again. This is a spiritual birth in which a soul is born of the water and of the spirit. 
How does this happen? By baptisms in the water and baptisms in the Holy Ghost. And there's no other way to be saved. If you ever hear anybody tell you that there's an other way to be saved other than this, that's a lie from the pit of hell. There's only one way to be saved. You must be born of the water and you must be born of the spirit. There's no that 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 Roman road nonsense that they've made up and that uh, just ask Jesus to come into your heart. That is not what God said to do to be saved. He says you must be born of the water and of the spirit. God is specific with everything. There is no other way to receive the promise of power. There is no other way for a soul to be born again except full immersion both in water and in the Holy Ghost. I don't care who you are, who you think you are. If you haven't been born of the water and born of the spirit, you are not saved. Therefore, to see the Lord in peace and enter into the eternal kingdom of everlasting life, a soul must be born again. Now, when Jesus told them that they would receive power and be baptized in the Holy Ghost, not many days hence, this is something he'd already talked about because he said, you heard me talk about this. So the question is, when did they receive this promise of power? When and how were they baptized with the Holy Ghost? Well, we just read the opening. Until that day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he, speaking of the kingdom of God. So he had already told him, this conversation took place after he left the cross. This after he left the cross, after he suffered for the sins and iniquities of us all, after he had gone to prepare a place, which was also the day of Passover. And on the third day after Passover, Jesus rose from the dead and was with the disciples 40 days. Luke records the very last words, Luke 24, 45. Luke records Jesus's last words to the to the disciples. It says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooves Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day. Notice he says Christ. He didn't say Jesus, did he? Do you know why he said Christ? Because Christ is the Holy Ghost. And that repentance and remission of sins should be what? Preached in his name. In his name. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Is that what it says? And he led them out as far to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So Jesus told them now, tarry in Jerusalem. In other words, wait in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. That I will send to you. 
You will be baptized in the Holy Ghost just as I said. So with joy and great happiness, they went to Jerusalem, eagerly awaiting to receive the promise of the Father. Now, according to the Mosaic Covenant, the Feast of Pentecost was to be celebrated on the 50th day after Passover. And everything God does, everything God does, everything God does is according to the laws and principles that he has established. Everything. So when Jesus told them, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence, he was actually talking about the upcoming day of Pentecost. Pente meaning 50, which we celebrate today. They didn't know it, but this was the day that they would receive the promise of the Father. On this day, they would receive power. On this day, they would be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And Luke says in Acts 2.1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mush rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house that where they were sitting. And there appeared upon them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. There was enough power to go around throughout the whole room. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They all received what Jesus promised. They received power. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost proved himself to them by them speaking in tongues as he gave them the ability. So according to Luke now, those who watched this outpouring of the Spirit said they were drunk. Acts 2.14 Peter says, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose. Seeing is it but it is but the third hour of the day. But this is the day which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He says, they're not drunk. This is just the third hour of the day. They drink wine at supper time. It's not supper time in the evening. It's not supper time. But you know what? It's interesting that he mentioned that it's the third hour. It's extremely significant that he mentioned that it was the third hour. And you heard me say that everything God does is according to his laws and principles. And his timing is meticulous. Let me show you what I mean. How precise God is in everything he does. According to the ordinance of Passover, the lamb is to be sacrificed when? At the third hour. Right? Jesus was the Passover lamb and he was crucified at the third hour. How do we know? Mark 15, 25. Mark 15, 25. And it was the third hour and they crucified him. Mark 15, 25. 
So before he ascended, Jesus told the disciples the Holy Ghost would come according to the Father's time. So listen, Sister Raven. From the third hour Jesus was crucified to the third hour that the promise of the Holy Ghost came was exactly the span of 50 days. Matter of fact, it was exactly 1,200 hours. That should make you woo. That's how exacting God is. From the third hour that he was crucified to the third hour that the Holy Ghost came was 1,200 hours. 50 days to the minute. 50 days to the hour. So the promise of the Father had come and the prophecy that in the last days God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh was fulfilled and the prophecy did not just say the flesh of that day, did it? It said all flesh. So from that day until this very moment and until Jesus comes, the Holy Ghost is unconditionally available to everyone and for everyone to receive the promise and the power of the Father. Now on the day of Pentecost, Peter was full of the Holy Ghost. And he began to preach the gospel. And there were many there who listened and believed. Acts 2.37. Acts 2.37. He preached the gospel. And when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the disciples, um, apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? In other words, what shall we do to be saved? Then Peter said to them, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So Peter was doing exactly what Jesus instructed him to do in Luke 24, 47. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So the day of Pentecost had come. Peter was in Jerusalem. He had received the promise of the Father. And now he was preaching repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. He revealed that this is the only way to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that boggles my mind. Why do they ignore this? Why do they reject it? Why do they reject the baptism in Jesus' name when it's right there in the scripture? They, they sing that song, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I did, I had an I had a, a instructor. When I was at the Southern California Ministry. He said, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. And then he said, baptism in Jesus' name is bad theology. So how can the B-I-B-L-E be the book for you, but being baptized in the name of Jesus is bad theology, when being baptized in Jesus' name is in the B-I-B-L-E? I don't get it. I just, I just, it's hidden from them that are lost. It's hidden from them that are lost. 
reveal that this is the only way to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then he told them who would receive the gift. He said the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And he's still calling and he's going to be calling until he returns. So because the day of Pentecost has fully come, every sinner now that repents of their sins and is baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be saved. The day of Pentecost has fully come. Therefore, every sinner that accepts the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the atonement for their sins shall be saved. The day of Pentecost has fully come. Therefore, every sinner that is born of the water and born of the Spirit shall see the kingdom of God, enter the kingdom of God, and have everlasting life according to the promise of the Father. Now, earlier I mentioned... That on, the, that, that on the promise of the Father, all the other promises rest, remember? Yes. Well, because the day of Pentecost has fully come, every sinner that receives the promise of the Father is also now entitled to other promises. Second right. Peter 1 3. Second Peter 1 3. Second Peter 1 3. As he according as his divine power. His divine power. What power? The power of the Holy Ghost. According to the power of the Holy Ghost, he has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Through these precious promises, we are now partakers of the divine nature. We actually participate in the nature of the Holy Ghost. And we've escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So we, who have received the promise of the Father by the Holy Ghost, we're giving exceeding great and precious promises. We who have received the indwelling of the Holy we have his nature now. We have his divine nature. We are divine creatures in him. We are divine creatures in him. And because we are divine creatures in him, we have, in fact, escaped the corruption that is in this wicked and evil world. We've received the promise of the Father. 1 John, 1 John 1.12, 1 John 1.12. This is the promise. This is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. So you can't have the promise of eternal life unless you have the promise of the Father first. You can't have the promise of eternal life unless you have the promise of the Father first. Therefore, because we have received the promise of the Father, we are guaranteed to receive the promise of eternal life. 2 Peter 3.13, 2 Peter 3.13. 2 Peter 3.13, he says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. So we have received the promise of the Father. 
So we believe and we anticipate now that we shall receive another promise. We look for new heavens and we expect to dwell eternally on the new earth. That's a promise. We shall dwell on the new earth. We are not going to spend eternity in heaven. God did not create heaven for us. God created the heavens and the earth for us to dwell on. Titus 1-2. Titus 1-2. Paul says, We who have been born of the water and of the Spirit are in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie did what? Promised before the world began. So we had the promise of eternal life before Jesus ever went to the cross because that was God's intention that we have eternal life and we spend eternity with him in fellowship with him on the earth that he created for us. Does that make sense to you? So according to this promise, we expect to receive everlasting life on this earth. And we expect to dwell on a renovated earth. How do we know? Isaiah 45, 18. Isaiah 45, 18. When you have a conversation with someone and they're talking about going to heaven, quote this passage. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. Is that what it says? That's what it says, doesn't it? He formed this earth. He created this earth for us to inhabit. That's why Peter says there will be new heavens and a new earth. God says we, we are the Israel of God. We are the chosen people of God. We are the chosen ones. We are those who have been born of the water and of the spirit and we shall receive everlasting salvation. We shall dwell in a world without end. That's a promise. It's an eternal world. Why? Because everything God has ever done has been done with eternity in mind. When he breathed the breath of life into that first living soul, that living soul was supposed to live forever. And according to his promise and according to his will, living souls that have been born of the water and born of the spirit shall live forever and be in eternal fellowship with him because that's what he wants. And God always gets what he wants. Even if he had to die and shed his blood to get it. Hallelujah. And we shall dwell on the earth he created for us to inhabit eternally. This was his original plan. And nothing gets in the way of God's plan. Nothing. And the culmination and fulfillment of God's plan of salvation for his people shall occur when Christ returns to this world. When we see the Holy Ghost in a body. Of flesh and bones. Therefore Jesus says. Be ye also ready. For in such an hour. That ye think not. The son of man cometh. 
So just as the day of Pentecost, the promise of the spirit was poured out at the exact hour. So will the son of man return in the hour. Ye think not. Jesus says in the hour. Ye think not. And so we thank the Lord for his body. We thank the Lord for his body that was broken and for his blood that was shed. We are now covered in his blood and holy and righteous. And we now stand here and sit here in readiness for his glorious appearing. And we're ready. Why? Because we think not the hour that he will come. But we know that when he comes, we are ready. Why? Because we did what he said. We were born of the water. We were born of the spirit. We have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. We have his power. And we speak in tongues as he gives us the utterance. Just give the Lord some glory. Hallelujah. 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 We thank the Lord that according to his promise, we shall have eternal life. We thank the Lord that according to his promise, we have escaped the corruption that is in this world. We thank the Lord that according to his promise, we shall see new heavens and a new earth. We thank the Lord that according to his promise, one day we shall see him. And when we see him, we shall be like him. Oh, we thank the Lord that according to his promise, we have received the power of the Holy Ghost. We've got power now to walk right. We've got power now to talk right. We got power now to live right. We got the power. We got the Holy Ghost power. We got baptized in the Holy Ghost with fire. And like Elder said, it's a fire burning in my soul. And it's the kind of fire that won't burn out. Hallelujah. 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 We thank the Lord for his exceeding great and precious promises. We thank the Lord for his mercy. We thank the Lord for his grace. We thank the Lord for saving us. We thank the Lord for sanctifying us. We thank the Lord for filling us with the Holy Ghost. We thank the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. What's his name? His name is Jesus. The name of God manifest in the flesh. What's his name? Our Savior, our Redeemer, and our soon coming King. What's his name? Our Counselor, our Everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. What's his name? Our Healer, our Deliverer, our Shield, and our Buckler. What's his name? The one who was and is and is to come. What's his name? The one who bore our sins and our iniquities for us all in his body. What's his name? The one who answers when I call. What's his name? The one who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. What's his name? The one who promised never to leave us or ever forsake us. What's his name? The one who hung on the cross, suffered, bled, and died. What's his name? The one who conquered death, hell, and the grave for us. What's his name? Who for the one for who the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and that we will be in eternal communion with him. What's his name? The name that is above every name. What's his name? The name to which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. What's his name? The name by which we are delivered. What's his name? The name by which we are healed. What's his name? God in a body. What's his name? The Holy Ghost in a body. What's his name? He is the Father. What's his name? He is the Son. What's his name? He is the Holy Ghost. What's his name? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. We thank him for his promises. We thank him for his many blessings. We thank him for everlasting life. We thank him for his love. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him. Because he called us out of darkness. And brought us into his marvelous light. We thank the Lord for this day. We thank the Lord for this day. This day of Pentecost. Because this is the day that the promise of the Father was fulfilled in us. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we can't thank you enough. We can't praise you enough. We can't give you the honor and the glory that you are due. In the depths of our souls, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. The pain that you endured for us, the agony, the suffering, the humiliation, so that we could spend eternity with you. Lord, we love you. We love you with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our minds, and with all of our strength. In Jesus' name. Anyone in need of prayer this morning? Anyone in need of prayer? All right.